Hello, everyone, and welcome again. Pastor Deborah here. Oh, my goodness, I'm glad to be back. Yes, I took a few days off. We had a horrible situation at the house. Our precious little dog, Bailey, got frightened in a thunderstorm and ran off, got lost for three or four days. But thank God, that's right, God, I prayed so I wouldn't say anything to husband about his irresponsibility. I didn't get angry, but I knew it was a test for me, an attack by Satan. I prayed that God would take the dog quickly so it would not suffer. I prayed for help and strength, and God said he would heal me of this. I couldn't eat for days. I'm sure you've been the same way. And then what happened, he has to remind me over and over each day that the dog is just flesh. But it has a real spiritual creature in the Garden of Eden where we are today. And I had to keep thinking, I'll see her again. I won't see this dirt body. And that spirit was more important than flesh. And he had to remind me after some precious children were killed in a school that their lives, their forever persons, was really more important than a dog's flesh. But the dog I knew was just a replica, a reflection of the real Bailey. How did he remind me? He reminded me of my story about meeting brown pine cones out in the street. When I would walk, they'd be crushed and uh, hurt, and they'd start calling out to me. Because they couldn't get back up out of the road and get in the dirt to let their seeds fall to produce new pine trees. And so I didn't understand that pine cones could talk to me. But all of nature can. But what I was hearing was the cries of a golden pine cone in the Garden of Eden. Yeah, a golden one. Talking to me. That the brown pine cone was a shadow of the real one. But because of my love for nature, helping it, crying over it, hearing its calls of its enslavement and torment under Satan, even their adversary, I was much loved by the living creatures of the Garden of Eden. So in Bailey's case, I even asked a feral cat to pray for Bailey. It was getting better after about the third day. God said, I will heal you of this. He wouldn't tell me if she was alive or dead. Because, you know, we need to know that so we can move on. But the next day, husband got a phone call from some person way up on the street. Believed it. Bailey was in their backyard and he went and there she was we had had two or three days of horrible storms and wind and lightning and thunder very frightening to this little dog very traumatized we didn't think she would survive or ever be found again he put up posters him and I went looking and calling nothing for three days I couldn't cry yet because I didn't know. But God said he would help me. I broke a curse off of her from husband's own words over her. Oh, he didn't know it was. 
He said he wished life could be normal. Can't even leave a door to the kitchen open. Because when she hears a noise, maybe a car or motorcycle, she runs upstairs. For some reason, he can't understand why she would do that. And he was getting burdened because every thunderstorm, he has to sit with her on a leash, even in the middle of the night. And he wasn't liking that anymore. So she ran off from him when they were on something called the boardwalk. But I broke those words off. I recognized that as a curse against her. Mm -hmm. But God had to keep reminding me that the realm of the spirit was eternal. That human spirits, you, are more important. Even than earthly nature. That's going to perish. Even my dirt body and yours is going to perish. But what was inside? But in nature, our trees, our animals, dogs, cats, they do not have a spirit like we do. They have a living creature in the garden and in heaven. These out here in this world that we all see, they are just shadows of the real. But we're tested every day to see whether we love them or care for them. They help us. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've been going through. I'm better today because she's back home. I'm exhausted. Everything. I, I thought I heard thunder in the middle of the night. Can't sleep at night. It's thundering and lightning so much. Tornadoes, possibilities. We're all tired. But I am getting back to today to recording. And we're going to pick up here again in the School of Light, an educational series out of the Kingdom of Agape Love, Volume 1. We're working through my stories of Pastor Deborah. That's me. And how I went from being a licensed clinical mental health counselor, helping you with your problems, to helping people the Lord's way, the way of the Spirit, the way of Agape Love. And we want to give a great big shout out and a thank you and to bless Pixabay. They are providing freely this wonderful motion video that's going to help us understand this story of Pastor Deborah. We want to thank Zoom Pro and YouTube. My goodness, you guys are beginning to hear him through me and you're hearing about him. To you. Mm -hmm. So thank you for subscribing, watching, learning, and growing. Now, I do not use a green screen. I've tried big ones, professional ones, homemade ones, ones attached to the back of your chair. None of them are comfortable or work. I have a little spot, and I just don't have room to store all those things. And I don't have a lot of money to do it real professional. And I watch a lot of YouTube, and I see into a lot of people's dens and studies, living rooms, kitchens. Their face is very clear, Mm -hmm. but their background doesn't help me to understand what they're saying. These motion videos seem to help. We all love to see cartoons and colors. We use songs. We use videos. Mm Mm-hmm. Movies to help us. So we want to give all of these people, Mm -hmm. LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, a big thank you. Many people are leaving 
YouTube and Twitter. Not Pastor Deborah. God's in it. Oh, it's not perfect. God's using it. So I stay. So in this story, story number nine, it's entitled My Best Friend. And we'll pick up after we welcome everybody from every galaxy, every planet, every solar system and star system to the Garden of Eden. That's right. The place of the pleasure and delight of the Lord God. A place of teaching. A place where we get touched. And our spirits come without the influence of our soul or our physical body. We're out of in the realm of the spirit. Yeah. And we're learning and growing. Some of us get touched. We just kind of fall out like a baby just finishing a bottle. (laughs) Sound asleep. Now you can hear even though you're sort of out. So you listen. And if I'm too fuzzy for you on your phone or tablet or computer, just listen to the voice, the words. That's all. So we want to open with prayer and then we'll begin the teaching. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you today for this wonderful day that you are about your work of fulfilling Isaiah 61 and 62 in the lives of all of these precious ones that you have brought to your garden. We thank you that through the gift of the Holy Spirit, your spiritual governor of the kingdom of heaven and our Holy Spiritual teacher, that you will help our spirits to understand and perceive your words that come through Pastor Deborah. Me. Father, this is your work, your ministry. And this is about you reaching and speaking to them through this video. We thank you that you are always at work to help us. If we'll call on you, reach out to you, even in our most stressful, depressed, hurting times. You will heal us of our hurts. So, Father, be with us as we go through this story. My best friend, you were there. You know what this one's about. So thank you very much as it will teach and help people to learn about themselves, others, you, and Satan and his kingdom of darkness as well. In the name of Christ Jesus, your word made flesh that went to a cross as a sacrificial lamb for all of us so we could return home to you and we could get the Holy Spirit back and we would become a child of yours in your family and one of the brethren of Jesus Christ himself. Thank you, Father, for all you've done and continue to do in the name of Jesus the Christ. All right, and story number nine called My Best Friend. I'm going to be looking down because I'm going to be reading what I wrote. I had these experiences years, years ago, back maybe in 1998, 99, maybe 2000. And I wrote them down because I needed to remember them. It was my journal, sort of, because I knew my stories were important to helping you. And it would be a way of helping people the Lord's way. And I'm one to say, look what I went through. The mess I got in. How I missed it. No, I'm not perfect. I'll tell you my intimate details of my life. And this was 
long ago called My Best Friend. This story is about taking tests and failing. Yes, I failed. And then recovering, as you will hear about. I failed this very important test, but was able through the agape love of God, the Most High, and the gift of discerning of spirits from the Holy Spirit to redeem myself and close a spiritual door. I had opened myself to Satan and his demons. Yes, there are such things as demons, devils, evil spirits, and there is a real Satan. Does he look like this? Sort of. Kind of. Do his demons? Sort of. Is this his heart? His thoughts? His Yeah, sort of. Fiery. Hot. Burning. Yeah. Moving. Torturing. Vexing. My spiritual failure of this spiritual test was due to my spiritual ignorance of the word of God. Pastors didn't teach me about testing and trials. Religion didn't teach me about Satan and devils and how I'd be tested, how to pass, or what to do if you fail. But God will. This test occurred in a church, right in a church service on a Sunday morning. And I was not the only one of the Heavenly Father's spiritual children to fail it. This Sunday morning, the pastor of the church, the preacher, was speaking about the Holy Spirit of God, the Most High. That's a good topic to talk about and study. I think I've got a whole book about him. And we're going to get to it in videos after I get some of these other ones recorded. Everything sounded good and right in line with the word of God. Now, I could only say that if I knew the word. I spiritually agreed with the words of the preacher, the pastor, the teacher. And my spirit, the real me, was happy. For it was being spiritually fed and nourished by words of truth and light. Then at the end of the sermon, the pastor, the preacher, the teacher asked how many of us wanted the Holy Spirit to be your best friend. To raise your hand. Now being a believer, I have the Holy Spirit in my spirit. He is already my best friend. Or he wants to be my best friend. Mm -hmm. Maybe I wasn't his best friend. But so what did Pastor Deborah do? Yeah, I raised my hand. I want that. I want that relationship with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I raised my hand. Failed the test right there. Then I kept failing. So I raised my hand and I had that desire. To have the Holy Spirit as my best friend. Sounded spiritually good to me at this time. Then the pastor, the preacher, the teacher asked all of those who raised their hand to come forward to the front of the church and receive the Holy Spirit as your best friend. So I went 
Now, you have to understand, the truth was, I already had the Holy Spirit in me. He was there to be my best friend. But in my ignorance, and not understanding this relationship of best friend and Holy Spirit in me, I failed the test. Now, please know that I already spoke in the prayer language of and through the Holy Spirit. I guess I was already intimate with him. I was already on the prayer team of a church revival, the Brownsville Assembly of God Revival, here in Pensacola between 1995 and about 2005. And I was on their deliverance personal ministry team, casting out devils. So I was already very intimate, working with and through the Holy Spirit. And I moved in all the spiritual gifts of the Holy Spirit, especially the gifts of discerning of spirits, words of knowledge, the words of wisdom, healing, miracles. Yeah, but yet I got up out of my seat and went forward to the front of the church. Made no sense, but it sounded so good. And why did I do that? To be closer, more intimate with the Holy Spirit. So he would become my best friend. Mm -hmm. Well, I got up front with many others from the congregation. We were all asked to repent. We were all asked to repeat a prayer to have the Holy Spirit come and be our best friend. So I did too. I prayed the prayer. The very next spiritual thing I felt, I discerned, was an invisible spiritual arm. Something like this thing. Around my spiritual shoulder. I knew spiritually through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. That this spiritual arm was a demonic spirit. Knew instantly. Because of the gift of discerning of spirits. And because my spirit disliked their presence. And would become sick at my stomach. When I was near them. This was early on. And yet, and yes, I felt spiritually sick. Even my earthly stomach felt like puking. Oh, it was a horrible feeling. You see, I, the real me, the spiritual me, the forever person, is spiritually very sensitive and had become very sensitive to all spirits. Yes, there's a lot of, there's human spirits in every human. There are angels of God. There's God himself. There's the Holy Spirit. And then there's the demons and the devils, the evil, wicked spirits. I had to learn about all of them. And I had become sensitive. Because I had to know the difference between an angel of God, a human spirit, And an evil, wicked spirit of Satan. Both the human spirit and the evil spirits. And most of the time, the angels of God 
are all unseen by our natural eyes. We can sense them sometimes. They help us or hurt us, but we never really see them with our natural eyes. So whenever I, the forever person, the real me, the spirit part of me, gets around a demonic spirit or an unsaved human spirit or a carnal, baby, earthly born, again, spirit person, I can be around carnal people. They're they're born again, but they're babies. Husband is one of them. Family members are. I get sick at my stomach. Disgusted. My spirit is so vexed. I get spiritually and physically sick at my stomach. When the gifts of the Holy Spirit are in spiritual operation in and through my spirit. Of course, I do not spiritually control when the spiritual gift of discerning of spirits or any of them are to be in spiritual operation. I cannot activate them, turn them on. That is a gift that the Holy Spirit does to help my spirit. He knows when I need it. No, that is only his decision according to to the Holy Father, the Most High God. When spiritual ministry, knowledge and truth is needed. Yes, I was sick at my stomach. Sick. I said in a silent prayer to the Heavenly Father, who I had spiritually danced with in the Holy Spirit, talked to him, been close to him, and he never spiritually made me sick at my stomach. And all I heard from the voice of the Lord was familiar spirit. And I said, Father, what is a demonic familiar spirit doing with his arm around me? How could one get so spiritually close to me to touch me? And the voice of the Lord said, you raised your hand and came forward and wanted the Holy Spirit to be your best friend. And that is a lie from the pits of hell. For the Holy Spirit is not here to spiritually be your best friend, but your spiritual comforter and teacher. Jesus the Christ, my word of God that I made flesh, that I put in a crown above my head, that I even serve. Christ, my living word, my son, is to be your best friend. What a revelation. There is a difference between the Holy Spirit, the word of God. Who's to be my comforter, helper? I was ignorant of all of this at the time. 
So because of your spiritual ignorance, the Lord told me of the spiritual role of the Holy Spirit in your spiritual life. You spiritually opened yourself up a spiritual door to spiritually allow a demonic familiar spirit to spiritually come into your spirit who would then spiritually deceive you as your spiritual best friend instead of my living words of spirit and life. Let me read to you out of a book what a familiar spirit is all about. I'm going to take us to the book that I started doing spiritual deliverance in and through. Called Strongman's, his name, what's his game? It was written by Drs. Jerry and Carol Robinson. They were Assembly of God ministers in Costa Rica. They ran into some spirits that they were never taught in the Assembly of God. Of course, the Assemblies of God believe Christians can't have them. There are no real things called demons, devils, spirit. Even Satan wasn't real. But the Robertsons found out differently in Costa Rica. So they wrote it all down. They did all their spiritual research. And they asked the Assemblies to publish it, and they wouldn't. So they published it themselves. So when I became a member of the deliverance team, this was the book we studied. And in it, it has a section called The Familiar Spirit. And it was based on the Old Testament called Leviticus 19.31. Back in the early days of Israel, humanity and the Israelites, they were in contact with these familiar spirits through witches and soothsayers and seances, uh, through divination. And what happened was, they are still here on our planet. They're deceivers. They make contact so we can contact the spiritual world. One of the best movies to understand this is watch the movie Ghost with Patrick Swayze, Whoopi Goldberg, and Demi Moore. And you see Whoopi Goldberg working through her ancestor, her grandmother, with a familiar spirit, contacting and reaching out to human spirits. She did not know how it worked. She just knew it was something that happened in the family. And a familiar spirit, according to the Robertsons, was usually involved in areas of necromancy, talking to the dead. Somebody has passed on. We say that when you call out a dead person's name or you want to keep their spirit alive or you think their spirit is still with you, leading you and guiding you or you want them to be a part of whatever you're doing and you call their name. You really get a spirit, that's for sure, but you get something like this. It'll talk to you, love on you. And you'll believe it, your ancestors, your family, your mother, your forefathers helping you. But they're not here with us anymore. In the movie Ghost, you see people were trying to talk to their dead husbands, friends, family to get information. Mm -hmm. 
a lot of in the occult world it is very popular it is a a thing that's done they called spirit mediums they have clairvoyancy i can hear see things Mm -hmm. it's done in yoga by spiritist psychic powers prophecy transcendental meditation extrasensory perception you can get this through cocaine crack and other mind altering drugs can marijuana mm-hmm. an internal trance inspiration hypnosis or you could have some kind of third eye you can contact these spirits or they'll help you through dreams vision internal voices maybe if your mind is passive like from drinking alcohol or if you do trances or channeling some people might call it mindfulness mm-hmm. the familiar spirit is out there so you will contact it instead of the holy spirit and this ability to contact familiar spirits familiar actually means family it's in the family line maybe your great grandmother had it or somebody on your father's side the story called the exorcist most of us know about it was it the movie with linda blair was about a little girl who has was demon possessed they had to cast it out and they were catholic what we learned was the real story was not a little girl but a little boy but her their grandmother was a witch don't know if anybody knew about it but did you know that in america back in the 1920s maybe 1919s the most popular game that people played was not cards but having séances and the Ouija board we all have this in our ancestors trying to contact the dead playing around with spirits magic eight balls mm-hmm. trying to contact the earthly spirits trying to get in contact with nature we're all trying to do it because our spirit knows we're to be in contact with spiritual things so this familiar spirit that came and put its arm on pastor deborah was a familiar spirit mm-hmm. it's probably in the family of pastor deborah mm-hmm. didn't have a lot of history about my family generations i did know that on my father's side he came from northern ireland and he had uh, people who were connected to the druids mother's side she was connected to the cherokee indians very spiritual people yeah so familiar spirits were in the family and they might miss a child or, or try to go to another person they'll keep working and what i had to do with this one is i closed the door to me and i had to tell my son close the door to yourself and it could skip us and get to a grandchild or a couple generations later they don't leave they're assigned to the family. 
Yes, and even though you've accepted Christ Jesus as your Savior, mm -hmm, as you saw with Pastor Deborah, you can still open the door yourself. He didn't. Nobody forced me to raise my hand or to go up to the altar or to say the prayer. I did it on my own free will. I allowed him in unknowingly and in ignorance. And most of us just, we have no clue. Mm -hmm. Let me read to you from the Robertson's book, some of the areas of a familiar spirit. Necromancing, that's called contacting the dead. Peeping and muttering. Sometimes you'll hear people going, bah, 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 but their language or when you try to talk to them, they're just muttering. They're not saying anything. They might be a medium. They are a go-between the spirit world. You might go to them for help. To bless somebody or curse somebody. Shamans, witch doctors. Mm -hmm. They might be a pastor, a preacher, a teacher. Yoga. People don't understand yoga is a spiritual work. All the positions were created by yoga to worship their God. Clairvoyant mind readers. You see that a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they use it in cards, trying to read the, the cards. Hypnotism. Let me see if I... Uh, uh, oh, you, let me tell you some information about your family or you. Yeah, so you'll believe that they have special powers. It also happens if you're a passive mind dreamer, just always wanting to live in video games or live with fairies and live in another world. The familiar spirits, part of the drug, and it's pharmakia is what it's called, culture. They got to knock your biological brain out to weaken your resistance. And if you do it willingly... You open the door and in comes a familiar spirit. They overtake your spirit and your soul. They provide false prophecy. There's a lot of prophets out there. We saw a lot of them during the last presidential election. Where a lot of prophets were saying a certain one was going to win and a certain one was going to lose. And I kept asking God, did you tell those prophets that? And he just said, wait and see. Well, I waited, and none of their prophecies came true. So I go, okay. This one particular one said they had been doing this and talking to God since they were a child. They see God as a child, and they act as a child when we see them. And that's because she had a familiar spirit come through the family, probably was born with it. And, yes, you can be born with, with spirits. Uh-huh. Passed on from generations. And that's what she was hearing and listening to, but believing it was God. So I knew that. And yet I went forward, raised my hand, prayed a prayer, got sick at my stomach. Failed that test. So here I am up front, sick at my stomach. And then you get more sick when you realize how stupid you are and ignorant. And what you have done to yourself willingly. 
Well, I confess my sin and ignorance for spiritually accepting the lie from the preacher, the pastor. And then I rebuked the demonic familiar spirit. Usually in deliverance, you have to first confess a sin. Father, forgive me for being ignorant or opening the door. I did it myself. I don't blame anybody, but my ignorance. Then you can rebuke the spirit. Now, you didn't hear me talking in church that day. My mouth was shut. I'm talking from my spirit. And I asked the heavenly father to spiritually wash and cleanse my spirit, the real me, from that spiritual touch of that familiar spirit. And to close the spiritual door that I had opened to it. Then I immediately went back to my seat. And at the end of the church service, I went back to the back of the sanctuary. There was a book table. And I saw a book on there from the teacher, the preacher, the pastor, that he had written about the Holy Spirit and its roles in our lives. I looked through it. And nowhere in there, in his book, did it state that the Holy Spirit of the Lord Most High was here to be my best friend. Well, I well sad to say that many of God's precious spiritual people that day in that church spiritually received a spiritual demonic familiar spirit into their spiritual lives, believing it was the Holy Spirit and he was to be their best friend. Did the pastor, the teacher, the preacher purposely speak these words of lies, spiritual lies and deception to us to spiritually open a spiritual door? To allow a demonic, familiar spirit into our spiritual lives? That morning? Of course not. He can't open the door. It's sort of like people speaking an idea, a concept. You have a responsibility of accepting it or rebuking it, believing it or not. Sort of opening the door, walking through it. I didn't want to believe that he did it purposely. That would make him an agent, a spy, an enemy of God. A worker of Satan against God's own people. I didn't want to believe that. But because of his own, his this pastor, this preacher, this teacher's spiritual ignorance and misunderstanding of the spiritual role, the purpose, relationship, the duties, the responsibilities of the Holy Spirit in a redeemed spiritual person and the powerful pressure from him to us to be more in touch with the Holy Spirit 
and for us to be spiritually closer to him through this relationship of him being our best friend, he was actually being used in ignorance, I believed, by Satan. Mm -hmm. Satan will use anybody he can, a pastor, a preacher, a prophet, a teacher. Somebody gone to Bible school, got a doctorate of divinity. He'll even use leaders of church theology, if he can. Mm -hmm. And Satan knows our spiritual heart's desires. That we desire, especially if you're born again and one of Christ's brethren, that we desire to be spiritually closer to God through a spiritual close relationship with the Holy Spirit. And for him to be our best friend, we're all looking for a best friend. We see that on social media. We, including me, Pastor Deborah, through our own spiritual ignorance, our lack of truth and knowledge, we spiritually open up a spiritual door that will spiritually allow demonic spirits of all kinds. I had let a familiar spirit in, a demon, a devil, to spiritually come into my spiritual life who would spiritually deceive me as my best friend, as the Holy Spirit. This must, this familiar spirit, this guy, was in my family. Could have come through the Indians. Could have come from the Druids. Could have come further back. Maybe the Vikings. Yeah. Who knows? But they travel in the family. That's what the word familiar means. It's familiar. It's been in your generation, your family, since the beginning. Spiritual ignorance, I learned. Lack of truth and knowledge of the spiritual word of God. A well-meaning pastor, preacher, teacher, a good sermon. My spiritual heart, full of desire to be spiritually closer to God, the Most High. Following the herd in obedience to the pastor by raising my hand. Then going forward at the leading of the pastor to spiritually receive my spiritual heart's desire of having the Holy Spirit as my best friend. I and all the others spiritually opened a door to the kingdom of darkness and its unholy, demonic, familiar spirit. This guy had legal permission by me and my free choice to spiritually enter into my spirit. This one didn't get in. It was on the outside. But he was getting ready to step in. Thank goodness my spirit was sensitive. But they want to enter into your spirit and take the place of the Holy Spirit. 
And then in this newly desired relationship, I wanted with the Holy Spirit as my best friend, this familiar spirit would be there. I would have been best friends with another spirit, a demonic familiar spirit that knew all about me, had videos and texts and emails, knew my spiritual desires, knew the family, knew what my spirit needed and wanted. Because of my spiritual ignorance, my lack of truth and knowledge of the role, the purposes of the Holy Spirit in our forever person's heart and mind, and life as a holy spiritual teacher and not my best friend. There's a difference. A best friend will let you get away with things. They'll help you cover up your sin. They'll comfort you when you need to be rebuked. They won't say things to you that need to be said. They're afraid they'll offend you. But a teacher, mm mm-mm. Mama's a teacher. No, you can't do that. They'll spank your little butt. Teachers are different. They're not here to be your best friend. Some parents want to be their child's best friend. They want to be included, loved, wanted. They want their uh, ideas, their words to be accepted. So even having a lack of what a best friend is versus a teacher and what the Holy Spirit's role was, to be in my life. I, Pastor Deborah, did not spiritually get what I had wanted and truly desired, which came from a spiritual place, a spiritual ignorance, a lack of truth and knowledge. I didn't even already know that I already had in me, which I sort of knew, the Holy Spirit. I was already in a spiritual relationship. He was there. To be my teacher. Not my best friend. I kind of knew. That the word of God. Was to be my best friend. But it was never really talked about much in the church. How the word of God. Was to be your best friend. Some people want Jesus. That's the dirt body. To be your best friend. Not Christ. Some people want the Holy Spirit. To be your best friend. Not the word of God. I was ignorant. I had a lot of studying to do. But. At least I recognized when this happened. I was spiritually ignorant. Of the relationship. That the word of God. Was to have. In my life. This demonic familiar spirit. Would have spiritually. Taken the very place. The role, the purposes, the duties of the true word of God in my spiritual life and would demonically comfort me and would draw me away from my my true best friend, the word of God himself. And lead me closer to Satan's ways of more ignorance and sin. And they would go to God and said, hey, she opened the door. She was, we can't help it if she's ignorant and stupid, doesn't know. 
We're just offering our services to her freely. I would have had a demonic spirit, the familiar spirit that was in Pastor Deborah's family. Don't know from what side. As my best friend. And I wouldn't have even known it. Oh, he wouldn't have come looking like this. He would have taken on a different shape. Different image to my spirit. Mm -hmm. Some of us need females to be animals. We need uh, other types of things. Mm -hmm. I would become, because of my heart's desire, to be closer to the Holy Spirit. I would have become closer. To a demonic spirit. And wouldn't have even known it. And what would I have received from this demonic familiar spirit? Spiritual gifts, of course. I would have gotten words of knowledge. Answers to questions. Dreams and visions. Healing anointing. Demonic prayer language. Prophecies, strong discerning of spirits, words of satanic wisdom, physical strength, gifts of teaching, gifts of power, gifts of preaching, psychic powers, and so much more. I would have an open door to other demonic spirits and even to Satan himself the old familiar spirit doesn't come alone once the doors open in comes the crowd and party they will inside of me and i would not have even known it i would have access to all occultic practices communication with unclaimed spirits and not even know it mind reading cleansing powers a demonic spirit guide. Contact with my ancestors. I just learned in some social justice movements, if you call out a person's name, you're calling on this guy. Mm-hmm. I'd be able to teach relaxation, mindfulness, meditation practices. I would have false spiritual tongues, language. I'd have influence over others, protection and wealth, demonic blessings. Not what my spiritual heart and mind so desired, not at all. I would have been pouring my spiritual heart, my prayers, my concerns, my deep issues out to a demonic familiar spirit. And I would have never spiritually known. What was really spiritually happening to me, through me, and why my prayers were not being answered. I would always have some kind of lacking. Maybe I became popular, but it wasn't due to God. It was due to him. I would have become a spiritual vessel, a home, an instrument of Satan. And his kingdom of darkness. 
And I, Pastor Deborah, would never even know this was spiritually happening to me. I would become spiritually ineffective and fruitless for God, for the kingdom of heaven, for the word of God himself. And his spiritual purposes that he desired to do through me and with me on earth would not get done. And all of this would was due and would be done through my spiritual ignorance about the Holy Spirit and the word of the Most High God. How many times is the word of God understood through dark lenses of carnality, the flesh, lust of the eyes, the pride of life, race, skin color, denominations, political parties, sexual identity, through our feelings, traditions, culture, religion, through our age, our lack of true spiritual revelations, bewitchment through our sin nature, our lack of reading and studying the word of God itself. I learned valuable lessons that day in church. I failed a major test and recovered and would take the same test again in the future. And I would pass this time. Thank you, Spirit of Truth, for your knowledge and forgiveness. Hard day at church that day. But I learned. And I tell you my failures and the test. I tell you what's out there trying to get to our spirits. This is a spiritual battle we're in for our spirits. You must know that there is spiritual truth and lies. There are spiritual spirits trying to enter your life. Take the place of God and his word in your life. You must study. And while you're studying, you must have a true spiritual teacher. A shepherd and protector that will help you. Not be your best friend. Not condone what you do or allow you to slip. Because you might feel fearful or help. No. They must teach. It's not tough love. It's love with learning. Understanding your age. I failed and I recovered. This day in church was powerful. I then went and studied thoroughly. Got a book on it. The Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. The word of God. I had to study demonic spirits. I did cast them out. I learned Christians can have them. They can come in the womb through the parents. Mm -hmm. They can come through trauma, through experiences, through open doors. Mm -hmm. They come through religion, pastors, teachers, imams. Mm -hmm. Come through politicians. Yeah, and they're there. And some of the movies we mentioned, Ghost, excellent. Do you understand? There's some other ones out there. One's called The Last Rites, about a Catholic priest who didn't believe in them and had to be. Another one was about Emily Rose and how she became demon-possessed and actually went to court. 
Mm-hmm. There's excellent true stories. Some people grew up in the occult. One is called Lambs to the Slaughter. Mm-hmm. Joanna Michelson. And how she grew up in this with occultic healing, familiar spirits, clairvoyancy. A lot of wonderful testimonies of people that believed they had the Holy Spirit. And they would give words of knowledge, words of wisdom, give prophecies. Mm-hmm. Contact the spirits, the ancestors, the forces, and get paid for it. And they believed it was God. And then they got born again, and they found out they weren't. But it had been in the family through a familiar spirit. And you might be one of those yourself and don't even know it. Mm -hmm. If you want to know if what you have is a demonic familiar spirit, just ask God here on this video. If he says yes, or you have an inkling, or you feel sick, or you go, I, I don't know, he'll help you if you want to know. See, I had to ask the question, what is that thing doing touching me? What right did it have? When you're born into a family, you get what your ancestors had. Your parents didn't put a hedge of protection around you in the womb. Came through the genes. Came through trauma in the womb. Came through experience. When you have sexual intercourse, trauma, fear, you become familiar. The door is open to fear, familiar spirits, death. Yeah. But you can be free. Mm -hmm. If you want to know more about the Holy Spirit, study. Study demonic spirits. Believe that they're real and Satan is real. Study. There's a lot of books out there, true stories, testimonies, videos. Yeah. I just watched another movie called Dominion. It was the prequel to the exorcist about the pastor, the priest rather, who had lived during World War II. Saw the hatred and evil of Germans. Then went into uh, archaeology and he found a church out in somewhere. It was over top of a satanic altar. And a young man who had crippling physical disabilities became demon possessed and he had to reconnect again back to the church to god and he had to cast that thing out of the boy but for a long time he didn't want to believe it everybody has experiences we don't want to believe that we could be possessed be taken over by evilness and wickedness to this extent a lot of people think our mental health issues used to be caused by it. Many of it is. It's in our soul. But it's in our spirit first. Then our soul responds to it. But not all cases. At least the Catholic Church teaches it's possible to have demon possession. That's what I would have had. I would have been possessed by a familiar spirit in my spirit that would have taken the place of my best friend. That I thought was the Holy Spirit. But it really would have taken place of the word of God. The word of God, I wouldn't have wanted to study it. Wouldn't wanted to believe it. Wouldn't want to go to church. Wouldn't want to even obey it. Wouldn't have any understanding. It was to keep me away from it. The word of God. And it's understanding. 
powerful stuff is going on. Mm-hmm. And I failed this one, but I learned. And I'm doing this video to help you. You could be in the same situation or worse. Mm-hmm. If you want help, it's here today, right now on this video. And let me pray. Father, if they desire to, to know if they have one of these things within them, if it came through their family, their generations, speak to them. Tell them the truth. Father, they may not know, but forgive them of the sins of their forefathers. Back 10,000, 20,000, 100,000 back to Adam. Birth them anew and kick out these familiar spirits that take your place. Your word of God. Do a mighty deliverance work on them. Set them free. So they will know the power of the enemy in their spirit. And how he moves through people, parties, words, and ideas. And how they influence them. Help them, Father. Only you can do this if they so freely choose to have that knowledge and be free. Do your work, Father. Fulfill Isaiah 61 and 62. And while they're here in the garden, if they desire, give them a Hebrews 4.12, a spiritual circumcision from their soul so they can freely hear your words of truth. Help them, Father. If they failed these tasks like I did, please forgive them and help them recover and close those doors. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, I'll see you on the next story. Got a lot more. Learn and grow. Yep, you're going to, I failed, but I recovered. I don't do that failure anymore. Bye. See you on our journey. Bye-bye.